0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of State Champs Michigan's Poolside Podcast. My name is Lauren Plant. I'm the executive producer of the State Champs Sports Network. Joining me every week as co-host is the web developer for MISCA, a.k.a. the Michigan Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association. He's also a coach at Bloomfield Hills High School. He is David Juhlkefsky. Hey, David, how you doing? You doing well? Doing great. Uh,
1: Great to see some good swimming this week and glad to be back talking uh, with you guys again
0: all right fantastic and i promise you that you are not experiencing deja vu instead it is part due of our uh, conversation with the head boy swim coach at dexter high school a five-time boy swim state championship coach with the dreadnoughts he is michael McHugh. thanks for coming on uh once again we had such a good time last week we decided to do it again so welcome back
2: thanks for having me back had a fun last week let's do it again
0: all right. Fantastic. So uh, we're talking swimming. And hey, if you missed last week's show, you can check out the video version of our on our State Champs website or any of the State Champs Michigan social media channels or the audio podcast is available on all platforms. Just uh, search State Champs poolside on Google. It'll pop right up. Uh, last week, Coach McHugh gave us a nice detailed preview of some of the state meet favorites we might see this year in all three divisions. So go ahead and check it out. So on the show today, Coach Z and Coach McHugh are we going to talk about a big swim meet we had in the state this week that was filmed by the state champs crew between Spring Lake and East Grand Rapids. And later in the show, we're going to talk about the health of high school boys swimming in the state of Michigan. Where are the uh, the participation levels heading upwards, downwards? We'll discuss. But first, just got to let you know that uh, Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers two dozen varsity sports. Athletic and academic scholarships are available right now. Recruit yourself at ltuathletics.com. Poolside Michigan is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for officials desperately. Great part-time pay. Stay in the game. Visit mhsaa.com for details. The Michigan Army National Guard is also a sponsor. They are the official military outlet of the MHSAA. The Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Pros with the Detroit Medical Center. I encourage you to check out our Game Changer segments featuring terrific training tips, how to prevent injuries. Segments debut Wednesday Across the State Champs Network, including our State Champs TV YouTube page. Please give them a like. And if you're in pain or injured, you need immediate care, go to DMC.org slash game changers. All right, as mentioned, Dexter Boys Head Coach Michael Pikew is joining us once again this week. And uh, of course, Miskas David zulkefsky is with us, and they're gonna discuss in detail the Big Spring Lake versus East Grand Rapids meet that took place on Thursday, January 13th. David, the floor is yours
1: thanks yeah you know it's it's that time of year uh you know mid-january it seems like the sun never comes comes out and it's always cold um you know these high school boys are in the water before the i don't know the the sun never comes out but you know they're they're up early they're they're in school all day and, and they're training hard in the afternoon and uh you know last night you saw some incredible racing out of the you know two d3 powerhouse teams that we were talking about last week um you know just uh good, good to see some great competition all the way around i think uh, you know egr started off you know on, on a great note um you know with the medley relay um posting the fastest time in d3 this year in that medley relay which was you know just outstanding um you know and, and from there they they just rolled um you know spring lake's got some great kids you know you see them in a the top 10
2: as we talked about last week but uh you're not gonna be able to stop that depth huh michael yeah, I mean, I think that was the biggest key last night is, is you know, EGR touched first in, in 10 of 12 events, including diving. Um, and when they were touching and when they didn't touch first, they were second. When they were, you know, uh, Spring Lake won that 50 and EGR was second. They won the 100 fly and EGR went two, three, four to actually score more points in the event. Um, so, you know, we talked about it last week with EGR's depth and their numbers. And, you know, that's that's the big thing um, for this meet was, there was their numbers and their depth.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I think with, you know, for our folks at home, you know, I know we got a lot of swimmers and, and coaches that are listening, but, you know, just for the, you know, the, I don't know, new to swimming, um, you know, you, you've you got teams that are built for, you know, a, a championship run, like a league meet or a state meet, and then you've also got league meet. You've got to play with those lineups a little bit differently. Um, like you were saying, Michael, you know, Spring Lake can take first in the 50, but if I go two, three, four, I'm actually outscoring you. Um, and that's always, uh, you know, I, I think that, does well throughout a dual meet season when you you've got kids and maybe in a covid year like this somebody gets sick next man up right um and and not only is egr built for dual meets they're obviously going to be built for state meet as well on the other hand i think spring lake with a couple of those those studs some of those great swimmers and maybe one or two really really good relays that's where you're going to see them you know pop onto the scene and onto the scoreboard at state meet for us so um, yeah. just wanted to give everybody a little bit of feedback there. You know, coaches got
2: to play around with that lineup a little bit, uh, depending on the type of meet. So. Right. And then we do that every meet. We try something new to figure out, you know, we're still early in the season. We might not know what our kids are swimming yet. You know, you got kids who are still developing and especially those freshmen that can, can change events on a weekly basis. You know, you yeah, absolutely. Something. And I, yeah, no, please. Something. Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, you can put and- them in a, swim and they go off and they go fast and you're like oh wait maybe you're a distance swimmer versus you you know you thought you were a sprinter
0: you know that's always sure. the
2: worst thing for a swimmer to hear um is that you're not a sprinter and you're a distance swimmer but you know sometimes that's the reality for the younger kids and uh, as you get older you kind of get set in your events but that's part of the game that's why part of the fun is is trying to figure out who swims what and how it helps your team best absolutely
1: you know and, and i think you know we we talked a little bit before the show you know Probably the, the most explosive and really, really close races, in, and even some of the great performances last night were right in the middle of the meet. Um, I don't know if EGR dives first or if they dive in the middle, um, but either way, you got Charles Brown, you know, with just an outstanding finish in the 50 uh, just to edge out and, and win that event. You go right into diving, and uh, Charlie Bayer from EGR uh, breaks the pool record, I believe, uh, in diving uh great interview by the young man um and you know it sounds like the the person he broke the record from before uh had broken like a 40 year old record so this is you know hasn't been that long You know these records are starting to get broken a little bit quicker and then you turn on right after diving uh and you got the 100 fly and and Charles Brown comes back again and takes care of the fly um so looks like a lot of good fun there in the middle of the meet um but you know EGR takes care of business in, in the 100 free right they go one two um, and, uh, just like we said, just kept rolling from there, you know, getting later into the meet. So, um, I don't know, what other races did you notice last night? Do you want to talk about? You well, you know, the one that I really want
2: to talk about was at 50, um, you know, point two of a second separating one and two. And I think the difference in that race was, was spring lakes underwaters. You know, they went into that first wall at the 50 and they were pretty relatively even, uh, and they came out and, and spring lake was, you know, almost a half body length ahead. EGR closed a little bit there in the closing meters, but man, that underwater was, was pretty, pretty special. Um, yeah. Uh, Logan McCahill you're talking
1: Logan about. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, if you check the video, you know, Charles almost looks like he's got the, the slower of the finish. Um, but he got, I got his hand underwater, got his hand on the pad instead of going over the top. And I, I don't know what it is about Spring Lake. Obviously we know Cam Peel from a couple of years ago. So I don't know if there's something in the water or if it's the way they're coaching, but they got some good sprinters, you know, they, yeah. That that was probably one of the events they had the most depth in was was that fifty, and and then you kind of see some of that success, and uh, in, in some of that great sprinting ability and power later on in that two free relay um, when you've got three kids that can that can do some damage. So um,
2: yeah, a lot of fun there to to watch some of that. Yes, the fifty for Spring Lake was was their best event of the night. They went one three four, um, yep. and it was really the the only event uh, swimming wise where they scored all three other athletes. Um, yeah. EGR came out and scored three athletes in eight of nine individual events. Mm. And that just goes back to that depth we were talking about earlier. It's hard to win a meet when you can't score your third kid. Yeah. Or, you know, or that second, well, your, your second relay, right?
1: I mean, you know, re- relays, you're going eight, four, two on scoring. So first place gets you eight points and then four and two. So, you know, even if I do get my A and B relay, second, third, not helping out a lot, but when EGR goes first and third or first and second,
2: uh, those are some big points to to start I mean, pulling away in that meet. So, eighteen points difference just on relays for yeah. EGR going where, one three. Um,
1: yeah, you know some good swims in the five. Um, Ted Turnage from EGR almost broke that five minute mark, um, five hundred one. Not much competition there. You know, second, third, um, almost twenty seconds behind them. I mean, you're looking at almost a full length of the pool, and then after that, you go all the way almost to like six minutes. So. Yeah. Minute behind. I mean, you're, you're probably lapping kids at that point, so not a bad little swim at 501. Um, you know, with, with with that type of competition, but uh, you know, some some good you know good good work there. Um, and then to come back after that two free relay in Carter Keegel, uh, if I'm saying it correctly, um, won the backstroke and uh, was part of that one two finish in the hundred free. So it was pretty good
2: for them. EGR looking pretty good in the hundreds. So yeah, EGR with the one two and the hundred kind of and the hundred free kind of. Uh negating that momentum that Spring Lake was building um, by winning the 50 and the under fly um, to go one, two, there was, was a pretty big stop, you know, after, after Spring Lake had that little bit of momentum going um, and, and, you know, big swims, big race between the, between Pontius and Kegel um, less than a second separated those two guys. And um, you know, they're both under the D three cut, So that's what we're looking for at this time of year is getting guys under, getting guys under the state cuts Adding to our teams that are going to to the finals.
1: Sure, I mean awesome. you know because yeah we're I mean we're we're getting close to February here, so you got teams thinking taper a month out. So if you can get that steak cut out of the way, you know now those guys can relax a little bit. They don't have to feel that pressure trying to find that meat to get the cut. You know, so they can turn around and, and just get after the training. Which, although they feel good getting the cut, you know now they got to turn around and be like, oh, okay, I got mornings for two more weeks, or yeah, I got to get back in the weight time. room a little
2: bit more. So. Yeah, I mean realistically, if, if you're doing a three week taper, you're you're three weeks out. You got three more yep. weeks of real training until you start backing off. And man, right. to think that this season is almost to that point. Right. Especially after last year when we had a ten week season. Right. You know, like yeah. last year was so short and you get to the year and you're like, Oh, we got fourteen, sixteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen weeks to work. Mm-hmm. Just like that, it's gone.
1: Yeah. So you know, and I was already looking ahead these two swim last night. So now they're, you know, probably had a recovery day today. Right. And they're back at it. You've got your D three invite tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm guessing a Holland aquatic center and you've got country day traveling across the state. You got spring lake EGR just swam last night. They're gonna swim each other again, Saturday morning. Um, and some really good teams rolling in on Saturday to, to Holland aquatic center. Um, so
2: you get a day off, rest, recover, I don't know. T- take a get nap, right back maybe at it, back at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That deep so, had then, always do some fast times, so that I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, to it see does how this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they big pool state meets site right, and they they get to get after it. And you know, like you were talking, you're starting to think about tapers. So your big invites are starting to roll in the next couple of weeks. You got to try to get your last couple of league dual meets in. County meets coming up. MISCA meet coming up. Um,
2: it it flies, man. It's crazy yeah. to think we're already here. So. Yeah, those county meets and the meet are are kind of those last stop chances to get those cuts um, before you really got to yeah. commit to the taper. So. Yeah,
1: so looking forward to it. You know, really great to see some great swimming on the, the west side of the state, and uh, uh, looking forward to see what how they do uh, Saturday uh, with the you know with, with all the extra competition and a big pool. But uh, great swimming out of D three this week, and uh, looking forward to some more good stuff down the road.
0: Yeah. Well, we can look into the future because most of the people, when they see this, it will be already Wednesday, January nineteenth. So, just making sure that you guys know that uh, this—we're not talking about just you know the last couple nights. This took place on. Thursday and uh, the the EGR Spring Lake meet and what they're talking about was the weekend of the 15th so um, but uh, hey you know for for a context East Grand Rapids are the defending state champs in Division three they were the state runners-up from 16 through 19 they also won titles in 2008 2010 and 2013 so uh, they have been building this thing for quite a while in fact if you go all the way back and look In like the 40s and the 50s, my goodness, they were dominant. The 80s, they had a huge run. I think it was like six or seven in a row. Uh, They've been swimming fast out in those parts for a long time. So, uh, congratulations to them, and it seems like they're going to continue to keep on rolling.
2: Yeah, EGR always has big numbers too. They always have a lot of guys on their team, um, which you know, obviously in a smaller division of D3, with our smallest schools if you can if you can pull 30 40 kids you're you're looking better than than most
0: yeah that's a good segue there we're going to get into some numbers right. and talk about that i appreciate that uh, true professional there and and uh, spring lake as a team just for context finished fourth at the state meet a season ago so i'm sure they will uh, be looking to uh, improve on that if they can and uh, get some hardware take that back to the uh, trophy case so uh, we'll see what happens but uh, thanks guys for that breakdown, that was great I want to let you guys know that uh, we do have a few more other sponsors to get to, Poolside's also brought to you by the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female Athlete of the Year Awards, if you are an elite student athlete, good grades, you represent leadership on your team and your community Uh, we had recent Boys Swim nominees uh, from 2020 Okemos diver Hunter Hollenbeck and in 2019 Holland West Ottawa's Derek Moss, well you could be nominated Um, But you can't be nominated unless you apply So download the application at DACathleteoftheyear.com And send it in today The deadline to apply is March 4th We will have a beautiful red carpet gala At the wonderful Detroit Athletic Club in downtown Detroit Hosted by yours truly uh, in early June So it's a fantastic event And uh, look forward to that each and every year Another uh, new sponsor to the show is the Goodman-Acker Law Firm During the most difficult times of your life at Goodman-Acker you work with the same attorney and team the entire length of your case. They fight for you just like they would a member of their own family, experienced, ethical, and aggressive. Mention you heard about Goodman Acker on state champs, and they will provide you with a free assessment of your case. Goodman Acker, good decision. Call one 800 trusted once again we thank all of our partners in supporting the poolside podcast all right i teased at the top of the show i wanted to get into a bit about the health of high school boys swimming here in the state of michigan now david uh you reached out to the mhsa got some numbers what did that reveal
1: yeah um you know talked to andy osters at mhsa and um you know obviously we've got our little covid hiccup there in, in you know the last few years but um as you're looking at girls swimming, you know your numbers were up. You know about 5,600 girls. MHSA is reporting that taking part in swimming and diving. Um, and, and you know, Michael, help me. out. We're, we're looking at that. That that would be a number for just swimming.
2: I think that would be all. I think that would be both. I think that'd be swimmers and divers. Swimmers and divers. All right. And so, what
0: years are we talking about here when you're talking about the golf? so
2: back
1: back to 2016? You're at about 5,600. Numbers climb up. We get pretty close to about 5,800. And then we get that COVID year dips dips down about 300. And then the 2020-2021 season, the girls are down to about 5,100. So we're about 500 swimmers less between the 16-17 season and then 2020-2021.
2: Um, and nearly saw and, and some nearly similar... From our peak.
1: Yeah. So... You know, obviously – That's know, on the girl know, side. I think on the girl side, yep. Okay. And, and I'm thinking, you know, last year was probably the biggest one for both teams where we would have seen the numbers go down. I think we saw some kids decide to stay with club. Um, I think we also saw some kids that, you know, for personal reasons or health reasons, they needed to take a step back and, and just, you know, prioritize, maybe take care of school. Um, and they stepped away from, the, from athletics and stuff. Um, so you know, I think last year we would have seen, and, and we do, we see the biggest dip with the girls, um, boys going all the way back to 2016, 2017, you're at about 4,900. It climbs up into the 5,000s. You know, we never quite hit 5,100, but you know, right there. And then 2020, 2021, boys are down to 4,100. So you're like 800 less. Um, you're, you know, you're other like than, 20-
2: other than, sorry, go ahead. Nearly twenty percent uh, reduction in participation for boys, and yeah. I, and as you were saying, that's I think that's all COVID related. Um, well, maybe not all COVID, but a good chunk of that is COVID related. And I have three or four guys swimming for me this year that didn't swim last year because of COVID. Um, you yeah. know, and if every team has a couple of those, that adds up. And excuse yep. my we naivety.
0: We- yeah, I was just going to say. Just so for uh, some of the, you know, laymen who might be listening, is nationally, uh, because I know sometimes, you know, in the past we've had some sports juggled around different seasons that, you know, out here as opposed to maybe uh, elsewhere. Um, is boys swimming traditionally always a winter sport and girls swimming a fall sport nationally?
1: Mm, I mean, you've got your. To- you got you've got some team. You got some states that that go in the spring with swimming, um, but I'd say most are either fall, winter, or you know you get some states that are combined, right, Michael? You got some
2: groups that boys and girls are swimming in the same season. Yeah. So Ohio, for instance, has has boys and girls both in the in the winter. Okay. Um, California I, is spring, and I think okay. Arizona is one that's in the fall for everybody.
0: Okay. okay. Well, reason I bring that up is I'm wondering if if you thought, let's say, you know we had boys in the spring, or we had the boys swimming in the fall, do you think you would see a difference? Or maybe even more of a decline? Michael, what do you think? I think, I don't know that
2: swimming has a lot of crossover appeal. You get your occasional football, soccer, lacrosse guys. Um, As long as it's not in the same season with water polo, in Mm -hmm. most states that that are offering Mm -hmm. water polo, I think your numbers would be relatively the same um, okay. if you try to put it up against water polo. I know for for the success that we've had, I've had I'd have like five guys on my team. You know, th- these are water polo players who are swimming to get better for that sport as well.
0: Which um, is in the spring for the boys. Which is in the spring for boys for, for the last polo. two years. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. So it's always it had been a fall sport for boys, mm. spring for girls. And now they're both in the spring. And I've actually seen two or three kids come back that had left. because mm. um, they want to get back in the get get better shape for polo season.
1: Yeah. You know, and I I know on our side, you know, I, I keep track of all the OA numbers and we're you know, we're about twenty to thirty down um, you know, over the last couple of years. You see twenty and then another twenty, and then you know, that, that one COVID year we really lost a few more. I think we're we're right around four hundred returning. Um, for next year but when you look at that from like three years ago you know we're almost 100 down i mean it's it's crazy number In 2020 i mean it's like 70 to you know 80 you know so somewhere in there you know um so we're seeing similar trends by us but you know at least from my experience you know we're fortunate birmingham royal oaks berkeleys you've got your middle school teams and last year most of us didn't run middle schools at all so your diehard club kids right like we've we've got a the Gia brothers, they swim for us at Bloomfield. They decided to swim club last year, just like, you know, Michael had talked about with some of his kids, and they're back. You know, they're back doing a great job. So I think your swimmers are are going to be there. Um, but where I think we lost out, and I s- definitely saw with my girls, was um, you get those fringe kids who are trying sports out. And you had a group there that just never got to try that other sport or that new opportunity out. And, you know, hey, you know, that, that, that that's a missed opportunity for michael and i then to find the diamond in the rough somebody who swims a little bit in middle school shows up on our deck because they had fun and they they like competing so that's where i see the dip in the numbers is kind of those fringe athletes that help build the depth of your team and build that environment so that that's one from my end that's a personal note that i've seen the the last 18 months so
2: yeah absolutely The, the not having middle schools for a season um really hurt. And, and we talked last week about the summer programs that we have in, in our respective areas. And, you know, with the WISC, with the Washtenaw Swim Club League here in Washtenaw County, those kids are thankfully still around. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a summer coach, you know, here in, in, in Ann Arbor. And we had nearly 300 kids on our team. You know, we had 70, 88 and unders. And that's, that's where you're going to see the growth come back is the young kids get into summer programs or the kids in the middle school, like, Hey, I've done basketball before. I wonder what the swimming thing is like. Let's try that for a season. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can keep those middle school programs running.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the other, the, the other one that jumps out to me, you know, obviously we're going to rebound from COVID you know, that's going to happen. The other one that we get every four years is the boost from the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be the next Caleb Dressel. You know, everybody wants to, you know, find out what's going on in Alaska and how they got these great swims. So I I think you're going to see a few more kids try the sport out this year. Um, I'm sure club numbers around the area are going up. I know for us at our summer club, my two little ones are swimming and, you know, the eight and unders and the nine ten group was pretty big this year. Um, So we're we're hoping, you know, you, you get that momentum coming off an Olympic year and we got a quick turnaround time. You know, you only got three years till the next Olympics, you know, almost two really once it gets done. So Hopefully that that helps kickstart it and kickstart it, and numbers are back up in a few years. Yeah, Yeah, that that.
2: that post-Olympic boom is is a real thing. Right, especially uh, when Phelps was going,
0: my goodness, because he's an Ann Arbor boy, so, you know, at least his training goes, so. Uh, yeah, interesting. I saw a national study. It, it was done in 2017 that was basically taking uh, 2011 all the way through 2016 uh, at the high school level. And, you know, girls swimming, it's its always been a really strong sport nationally in terms of participation. They, you know, really stayed. In fact, they grew from 2011 from about uh, 160,500 uh, up to about 166,000 uh, to you know, between that that set, and uh, you know, and again, you know, the the typical sports uh, that dominate on the female side, of course, you know, uh, the number one was track and field, outdoor uh, was was the biggest one for the girls, with uh, basketball and volleyball basically uh, tied for second. Um, track and field at about four hundred and sixty eight thousand, volleyball uh, at the around the four hundred and twenty mark, and basketball about the four hundred and thirty mark on the boys side. Swimming was about 133 thousand kind of stayed even keel uh, between that uh, there was a little bit of a dip but uh, less than one percent and um, you know that uh, when when looking at participation levels uh, you know across the board, you know you've got the the big boys, you know football hit well over a million. Uh, which is, yeah. you know, is is what it is. Uh, they had a, a slight drop too in that time period. Uh, wrestling is is a big number, about two hundred and seventy five thousand uh, average. Uh, baseball, of course, is a big one, almost five hundred thousand uh, in that one. Cross country is at about two hundred and fifty, but swimming at about the 134,000 level, which um, still, you know, beats uh, you know uh, sports like lacrosse. It's still a bigger sport nationally than a sport like uh like lacrosse or uh, you know some of the other ones that are close Gol- golf and, and tennis are, are they're pretty neck and neck when it comes to that so I feel that the health of the sport will 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 stay strong as long as you guys mentioned uh, the feeder levels are uh, staying consistent if not growing yeah and I you know just
1: to, you know one other point that that we're seeing over here is the trying to keep the coaches in right I mean right I, I'm not you know, Pat, Michael, and I, you know, on the back or anything, but when you get a coach that dedicates themselves to a program, and there's some longevity, I mean, look at Butch Briggs, Butch has been there 40 plus years, the kids know what to expect, the environment is there, You, you think about Michael, like, look at the culture you developed in the state championships, you don't get that from walking in on day one. And we've got some coaches that, you know, coaching's not the lifelong career that it was a few years ago, you know, a decade back, and we need some of those coaches to stick around. We, I mean, over here, I'm, we're seeing it. You know, you get a coach for two years, they leave, and then you start all over again. The kids are like, "Well, this isn't what I wanted," you know, and, and it, it changes. So mm-hmm. that, that's another big component to help help the sport.
2: Yeah, if you look back at the at the programs that have had that sustained excellence, EGR with Butch Bridge, like you mentioned, Pioneer with Dennis and Liz Hill. Oh
0: yeah,
2: you know those. They were there for 30, 40 years. Yeah. When you when you when you keep changing coaches. You know, Dexter went that through that before I got there, where we had three coaches that lasted three years each. And and I'm in my sixteenth year here at Dexter, and you start to you start to get known for what you're doing, like Z said. And and kids are kids are talking. They know what to expect and they know it's gonna be hard work. They know it's gonna be time consuming. And and they know if they put the work in, they're gonna get the result out that they want.
0: All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's our show this week. I want to thank Dexter head coach Michael McHugh for joining us. Before we let you go, give us an update on the uh, Dexter dreadnoughts. How are the team doing? What are some big meets coming up uh, that you're excited about? Ulti- ultimately, in comparison maybe to the last couple of seasons, what's the ceiling for this group here in 22?
2: Uh, we swam at the Spartan Invitational last weekend. We finally got some state cuts, um, so we'll, we'll be there, um, which we hadn't we didn't get any in December this year. Okay. But uh you know we're building we had a lot of really strong swims um seeing those freshmen you know go out and, and and drop a ton of time after winter break is is really cool to see uh we had a young man who best time 529 in the 500 went 508 on saturday um awesome. so he was, he was pretty excited yeah. he'd never broken two minutes into 200 and went 154 so you know those yes. those are the kind of kids wow. that we need to, to develop and. We hope that he keeps develop, developing, get a couple state cuts, and then uh, maybe try to score some points in a year or two. So
0: uh, things are looking up
2: here in Dexter. We're, uh, we're getting better each day, and we'll keep working.
0: All right. And Coach Z, how about uh, on the Bloomfield Hill side? How are those guys looking right now?
1: Boys are working hard. Um, you know, in the, They're in the OA white division in the middle. Um, I think they're undefeated right now. Uh, Royal Oak came in last night, and uh, Bloomfield took care of business. I know they beat Berkeley last week. Uh, the Gia twins—they're handling, you know—they're doing awesome. Uh, I can't remember which one. Somebody's got a top time in the state after last night. Nice. Um, and they're—they're they're looking good, building every year. And um, my 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 coach McHugh, Scott McHugh, our dive coach, uh, <laughs> doing a remarkable job uh, with the five young men he's got diving this year. So, yeah, they're getting ready. Um, Oxford coming in next week, and then getting ready for county meet.
0: Good deal, good deal. Well, uh, again, Coach McHugh, thanks again for coming on, and best of luck. All right. as for David and I, we will be back next week. Remember, you can either watch or listen to the Poolside Podcast. Video's uploaded weekly on our website, social media, and State Champs TV's YouTube channel, or you can listen to the audio podcast by going to the platform of your choice, whether it's Apple, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, any platform you prefer. The show is uploaded on Wednesdays. I want to thank our sponsors, Lawrence Technological University, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, DMC Sports Medicine, and physical therapy team, the DAC foundation's male and female athlete of the year awards and the goodman acker law firm for david i'm lauren we'll see you next wednesday with another edition of state champs michigan's poolside podcast